Welcome to Infinite Fellowship Ministries where we train believers to know and to pursue God's perfect will so as to yield fruit for His kingdom. Here is a sermon by Bishop Kobanga J.O. Thank you so much for, for coming to attend the service today. It is wonderful. Uh, this is part four. Tongues, the decoded language of the Spirit. When we speak in tongues, we are basically unleashing a certain energy, a divine energy of the thoughts of God, a divine energy of the intentions of God, a divine energy of the desires of God, a divine energy of the will of God, a divine energy of the purpose of God. When we speak in tongues, when we pray in tongues, when we, when we sing in tongues, we, it is not about words. It is the thoughts of God, the desires of God, the will of God, and the purpose of God. Are we together? So what comes forth from the womb of the Spirit is basically the energy of the thoughts of God, the energy of the will of God, the energy of the desires of God, as well as also the energy of the purpose of God. When we pray in tongues, when we sing in tongues, when we speak, when, 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 when we speak in tongues, when we express ourselves in tongues, it is basically a demonstration of the fact that the Holy Ghost has filled us. When you speak in tongues, when you pray in tongues, when you're worshipping in tongues, you're basically reminding yourself, you're reminding also the principalities and the powers that indeed you are full of the Holy Ghost. And anyone who is full of the Holy Ghost can never be defeated. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, my friend, beloved, no weapon fashioned against you can prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, you shall condemn. Because that is the heritage of the servants of God. Because tongues is a spiritual language. It is a language of the love of God. It is a language whereby we express the truth of God because love is the expression of God. The truth as to who God is. The, the truth about his purpose the truth about his intentions for you, as well as also his desires, the truth about the fact that you are the beloved of the Lord. So when you're speaking in tongues, when you're singing in tongues, when you're praying in tongues, you're basically expressing love. You're expressing love to God, and God in turn is also expressing love back unto you. Because we speak in tongues, we sing in tongues, and pray in tongues by the enablement of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. You are enabled to speak a language you've never learned, beloved. Tongues is not a mastery of language. And that is why those, of, those who imitate tongues, they are basically doing something which is a great disservice to themselves. Tongues are not imitated. It is something that the Spirit of God enables you. Because the Bible says, and they spoke in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. As the Spirit granted them the capacity to be able to, to, you know, to utter. And you know, I told us, uh, I think two weeks ago, that tongues are the surest way to access the realms of the Spirit. There are various ways in which we access the realms of the Spirit, but one of the surest ways, one way that you can be assured you can access the realms of the Spirit, one of the surest ways in which you access dimensions of the Spirit is when we sing in tongues, when we pray in tongues, when we worship God in tongues. 
when we speak in tongues. Okay? We access certain realms. Realms of God. Realms of Christ. Realms of the Holy Ghost. Realms of dominion. Realms of authority. Realms of power. Realms whereby you're spiritually established. You access a certain realm whereby you come to the understanding where, that, 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 that when you enter those realms is when it dawns on you that God's will is first of all established in heaven. Okay? The will of God is established in heaven. And what happens is the established will of God is expressed on earth because the earth is the arena of manifestation. So when I'm speaking in tongues, when I'm praying in tongues, when I'm worshiping God in tongues, I am basically accessing the realms of the established will of God. In other words, I'm not waiting for a manifestation like some people would do. That is why when we speak in tongues, when we worship God in tongues, when we, when, when we pray in tongues, it is an act of faith. It is not premeditated. You don't premeditate tongues. No. It is spontaneous. Because when you're full of the Spirit of God and when He enables you to speak in tongues, what happens is you surrender to the leading of the Spirit. You release yourself to the impetus of the Spirit of God whereby you are carried along. In other words, you allow the Spirit of God to take you to places. You, are, you allow the Spirit of God to take you to the depths of Christ to the breadth of Christ, as well as to the heights of Christ. You access the realm of infinity. It is a, you, you know those are realms whereby there are no boundaries. Whereby you begin to understand things that you've never understood before. Hallelujah. Of course, we will definitely look at various tongues much later on because we know very well in Scripture we've got various tongues of the of, 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 of uh, various we've got tongues of men, we've also got tongues of angels, we've also got tongues of worship, tongues of prayer, tongues of edification. These are these are matters that we are going to touch much later on. Now, beloved, understand when you speak in tongues, when you worship in tongues, when you pray in tongues, you basically have a direct line to God. You know how when you make a phone call and you have to go through a switch operator, I don't think you people, you, you people did, did not grow up in that generation whereby when you make a phone call, you have to go through an operator. This one, there is no operator, there is no secretary that you have to book an appointment. You, you access the divine directly. Directly. Whereby you do not speak of your mind. You speak the mind of God. Because it is the spirit of God in you that enables you to speak the mind of God because he that searches the deeper things of God, he knows what is in the heart of the Father. So he enables you to speak. So it is a very unique language, you know. And it is a language whereby you access faith. Now the problem with people in the body of Christ is that most people do not like to press on in the knowledge and the faith that gives them the access to their inheritance. Because friends, let me tell you something. There is the inheritance that you have in Christ Jesus that you cannot access unless you have a direct line that gives you access to the realms of the spirit. 
You see, speaking in tongues is not for a select few. Speaking in tongues is for every one of us. The Bible says the 120 who are in the upper room, they all spoke in tongues, all of them, yes. not a few. Yes. They all spoke, spoke in tongues. Yes. That tells me something, that if all of us were not filled in tongues, or rather, if we are not filled by the Spirit of God and we are not, we are not, we've, not, we've never spoken in tongues, and the Spirit of God fell in this particular auditorium, every one of us will be able to speak in tongues by the Spirit of God. Every one of us. Of course, I will later on share with you, I don't know maybe whether it's going to be next Sunday or the Sunday after, the reasons as to why some people do not speak in tongues despite the fact that others speak. There are reasons why some do not speak in tongues. As much as we know very well that the Bible does not indicate anywhere that it is compulsory for anybody to speak in tongues, it is necessary. It is not compulsory that you should pray in tongues. It is not compulsory that you should worship God in tongues because at the end of the day, prayer is an attitude of the heart. Worship is an attitude of the heart. Because you can speak in tongues, you can pray in tongues, but if it is not from the heart, then you're faking it. You're, you're getting what I'm saying, friends? If you spoke in tongues for the first time when you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and then at some point you stopped doing it from your heart, beloved, it doesn't matter whether those tongues were of the Spirit of God. If it is not coming from your heart, if it is not coming from the belly of your spirit, then you're faking it. You know, fake tongues is not just imitating. When you are fake in speaking in tongues, it basically means that your heart is not in it. You're just doing it as a religious exercise. And that is very common with the people in church. Many people lost faith in God because of trouble. They lost confidence in themselves. They don't believe in themselves because they have been beaten down by life. So at the end of the day, as much as you see their lips moving, as much as you might even be able to tell that they're uttering a sound, the truth of the matter is that they're faking it, not because the tongues were originally fake, but it's because it's not coming from the heart. Because God does not listen to what you produce from your mouth. God listens to your heart. Because tongues are a vibration. Yes. They are an energy of the thoughts of God and the intentions of God and the desires of God. So if you're not pondering over the desires of God for your life, the will of God for your life, the purpose of God. If you're not meditating upon the word of God, day and night, my friend, you are fake. The Bible says, and his delight shall be the law of the Lord. Psalms chapter 1, verse 2. And his delight shall be the law of the Lord. And in his Lord doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Who bringeth forth fruit in his season, and whose leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does prosper. So the question is, after you've spoken in tongues, why are we not seeing prosperity in your life? Where is the fruit? Where is the fruit of success? Now, when I talk about success, I'm not talking about success in the way you think. Spiritual success. Success in character. Success in virtue. Success in your capacity to operate in wisdom. Where is success in so far as the growth of love is concerned? Because when you speak in tongues, my friend, there must be love. You cannot speak in, in tongues and yet you do not love anybody. 
Anyone who speaks in tongues devoid of love is faking it. Hello? You know, we must correct some things. This question of just coming and making noise and yet the truth of the matter is that you're a hypocrite, my friend. Your tongues are already defiled even before you started. If there is defilement in your heart insofar as your attitude towards people is concerned, insofar as your, as your lack of faith is concerned, then your tongues are fake. Fake tongues are not necessarily what you imitate. Fake tongues are not necessarily demonic tongues. Fake tongues as a, are as a result of the posture of your heart. Because God is looking at motive. Why do you speak in tongues? Why do you worship God in tongues? Why? Why? Do you want to do that so that, you, so that people may know that your tongues are more civilized and other tongues are local? Hello? You know, we must make sure that some things are placed into perspective. And those of you who refuse to speak in tongues, do you think that your native language makes you to be more civilized and more orderly? Whereby you discredit people who speak in tongues? So you think you're better? Because if you're discrediting people who speak in tongues, then you're discrediting the word of God. Just the same way you that thinks that speaks in tongues better than others, to the point whereby you are competing with brethren like the Corinthians did, my friend, there's no difference between you who speaks in tongues in that manner and the person who does not speak in tongues because of lack of faith. You're the same as far as God is concerned. Because God wants us to be people who are led by the Spirit of God. Because when you allow the Spirit of God to lead you as you pray in tongues, as you worship God in tongues, even as you speak in tongues, my friend, you are taken to places where God starts dealing with you. Show me someone who is led by the Spirit of God and I'll show you one who has been dealt with by God. God begins to tell you things. You know, one of the mysteries that God begins to tell you, because remember when you're speaking, to, you know, when you're speaking in tongues, you're not speaking to your mind, you're speaking mysteries unto God. There are certain mysteries that God tells you about yourself uh-huh. and about himself. Uh-huh. You grow in love. Now, love is the expression of truth. Now, if I'm growing in love, what happens is God will make me understand that there is nobody that he created that is bad. You're getting me what I'm saying? That everybody that God created was not created to be evil. That means I I am able now to understand what Jesus said, love your enemies. If I have enemies in my life and I speak in tongues, my tongues are fake. If I am full of bitterness and unforgiveness and yet I pray in civilized tongues, my tongues are uncivilized, and therefore I am fabulous fake. So let's check out ourselves. You that speaks in nice tongues, what is left inside your heart? Hmm? After you've spoken, are you able to hug someone who hates you? Hello? I mean, it's the same spirit, isn't it? The same spirit that makes me speak in tongues is the same spirit that tells me love my enemy. Yes, yes, yes. The same spirit that causes me to speak in tongues will lead me further and make me to help someone who is in need, someone who's not related with me. You say you're full of the spirit. Show us. Don't show us tongues. Show us acts. 
Because faith without works is dead. That I believe in God. Fine, if you believe in God, okay. Why is it that, you, that when God told you to, bring, to, 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 to give away all your salary, you held on to it? Not Papa telling you. So don't get me wrong. God. Because there are certain things, let me tell you, there are some dealings that God has to take us through for us to really be assured, for us to know, and for him to be sure that we are indeed born again. Because, friends, people who speak in tongues and are led by the Spirit are not stingy. Hello? You tell me you pray in tongues and you speak in tongues and your neighbor slept hungry and you have a lot of food in your refrigerator. You are fake. I want you to notice something, beloved. The early church, do you know how these guys were growing? They were growing daily. They prayed in tongues, they worshiped God in tongues, and, others, and, and you know what happened? There was a certain unique grace that fell upon them, and one of the graces that fell upon them was the grace of giving. Without even the apostles telling them to give, people brought their substances, and the Bible says they placed them at the feet of the apostle. And the apostles did not, did not take the, 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 the goods that were brought to enrich themselves, no. Like the way it happens in the body of Christ today. The apostles distributed them amongst those who are in need. You get what I'm saying? If let's say things were brought to infamy today, let's say if you all brought, what I'm supposed to do as an apostle is to make sure I look for people amongst you who are in need. Those who have school fees balances, those who are trusting God to join college, those who are having rent issues, I am supposed to distribute them amongst us here because amongst us there are people who are in need. Because the Spirit of God will speak me in a mystery, in an unknown tongue, and, and sensitize me that there is somebody here who is in need. There is somebody here who needs to go to hospital and has come to church by faith. There is somebody here who does not even have bus fare at home. That is a true church. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That I'm able to go to the point where I make sure it is all distributed and there's nothing left. And we wait for the following day to hear what God says. That is how the Holy Church operated. But you know, the church of today, we are so noisy. We are very noisy in our prayers. But we are, we, we, we are stone-hearted. Hello? So you tell me you speak in tongues, fine. Uh, if you speak in tongues, the Spirit of God is saying... Give away your car. Not me. The Spirit of God in you is telling you. But do you know how sometimes you hear the voice of God and you suppress it, you think it's the devil? You bind the devil. I bind that voice. It is not God's will for me to give away my car. No way. This car is for the kingdom. And the truth is that you have never gone with that car for a mission even once. When we are looking for people to, to give us cars to go for missions, well, you're more concerned about repairs. Money operates on the principle of movement. Upende usipende garilako. Lazima litasonga. 
And you know God knows how to do it. Eh? One day, when you want to use the car, having parked it for a few weeks, you try to start it on, the battery is low. And because the battery is low, the principle of movement will ensure that you withdraw money from your bank account to go get another battery from chloride exide. First I may talk. Because also you're not a giver. You're fake. You who does not speak in tongues, you say that it is not necessary and it is in the word of God. Yet, the truth of the matter is this. There are certain things that God has in store for you. You've prayed in the language of understanding, but you're not able to access You've prayed in Luo, you've prayed in Kikuyu, you've prayed in Ikamba, you are a linguist. But after all is said and done, you are praying amiss because you're not praying according to the will of God. You get what I'm saying? Yet God has provided a very easy way, a direct line. Because he, we, you see, when you came to Christ and you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit came into your life. Because Jesus cannot dwell in your life without the Spirit of God. Now, the Spirit of God who came into your life came with the package. And, the, and within that package is something called tongues, which is supposed to give you a direct access into your inheritance. Hello? Because, you know, friends, there are certain crescendos in the spirit that you will never be able to break into unless you travel by coded language. You get what I'm saying, friends? The best way to pray, beloved, and interact with the heaven meditatively is by speaking mysteries in the spirit. You get what I'm saying? Now, let me say this. If you see a man of God laying his hands on a person who has never spoken in tongues before, and then suddenly, via the laying on of hands, this person starts speaking in tongues. Beloved, understand, the man of God did not transfer the gift of speaking in tongues in him. You get what I'm saying? What the man of God did is that he unlocked a porthole in his soul that allows a free flow of that gift already domiciled in him. What I'm trying to say, beloved, is that I cannot give you the gift of speaking in tongues. No. You have it. Every one of you has it from the time when you got saved. So all I do is that the grace of God upon my life will unlock a portal. Because you, you have a portal within yourself, within your spirit, man. Now, immediately that our portal is unlocked, there will be a free flow of that gift of speaking in tongues. Because speaking in tongues is a gift that is already domiciled within every one of you. Oh. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And you'll be very surprised that those of you who never spoken in tongues, some of you have got diversities. Diverse tongues. Yes. Some of you, let me tell you, you'll discover that you're able to not only speak in tongues of men, you have angelic tongues, and you've got tongues of the Spirit. Come on. 
Some of you are able even to interpret diverse tongues as a gift. Leave alone just interpreting the tongues that you just speak by virtue of prayer and worship. Being able to interpret diversities of tongues, it is already in you. But because of lack of faith, because of being too much in the flesh, because of believing in wrong biblical teaching, you are there. And you're busy looking at people and seeing them, they are very weird. But the truth is, you're the one who is weird. Do you know why you're weird? Why are you coming in a place where everybody is doing what you cannot do? And you tell yourself that you're a member of the church. You're weird. When you go to Rome, you do what the Romans do. So if you come and you realize that people are operating in something that you've read about in the scripture, then it means that it is right. So if it is right, how do I, uh, you know, get into this thing? You can even, you know, take it a step further. Go to the pastors or to the deaconry. Tell them, hey, I've never spoken in tongues before, but I, it looks like this thing is good because I've read about it in scripture. It's not a mirage. And then what we'll do, we will lay hands on you not to give it to you. We'll just unlock the portal. That portal that has blocked the free flow of speaking in tongues, of praying in tongues and worshiping in tongues. Okay? That is all. Because every one of us has been given this thing by God. Because it is the sovereign will of God, the Holy Spirit, that we are all able to operate in this. You get what I'm saying? You see, the gift of speaking in tongues is not new to a person who's never spoken in tongues. Okay? Because that gift is already new. Actually, you are not even aware you have it. Okay? Tongues in and of itself is not new to an individual. It is the speaking which is new. That is where the difference is. You remember, for those of you who spoke in tongues for the first time, you remember how new it was to you? You tried to speak in the language of understanding, you couldn't. You tried to, you know, you, you, tried, you tried in English, it was not working. You went into Kiswahili with your bad Kiswahili, you could not. You tried to speak in Kiluya, Yani Kiluya hata ikwa Each time you open your mari keleba, kolobo, kosi, katate, ta, ta. And then, you know, and then you, you know your mind is telling you, you're being weird. You're being weird. Hey, watch out. So you try to open around, and everybody else is, so you are just continuing. You're trying to say, I need to stop this thing. And the more you try to say, so you just say, you know what? Come on, nibaya, nibaya. You throw yourself on the ground and you go for hours and hours and hours. It happened to me. When I got filled by the Spirit of God, it was in an overnight. I was expecting what I was saying to make sense to my mind. I really expected, and I was very certain. You know, in my mind, I was convinced that all these guys who speak in tongues, they're able to understand intellectually what they're saying. That was what I told myself. My friend, it never worked. There was this pastor. He's now, nowadays a bishop. That time he was a, he was, he, he was a reverend. He comes and he lays his hands on me. Receive the Holy Ghost. So you know, when he says receive... Funny enough, I didn't feel anything. 
After a few seconds, ratelebokosi, italabo. You know, I'm trying to speak in understanding. Randayama. So, you know, I was wondering, what's going on here? You know, my mind is telling me the opposite. Rakatandelaka. You know, I kept on and on. And then the next thing, I was not so sure whether to sit down or whether to kneel, you know. And then there was this Colonel Asha who just came. She was trying to catch other people were falling. And you know, we had not fallen. So, in the process, this Asha pushed me. So, when I fell, I thought I was falling under the anointing. But I was not so sure. But nonetheless, I just went on and on and on and on and on. By the time I woke up, it was 6 a.m. Of course, my clothes were soiled, but it was okay. And then I was able to speak with understanding. You get what I'm saying? And I remember that evening, you know, when you're still growing in the faith, I wanted to check and see. Is it there? <laughs> Have you all been there? Yes. Is it really there? Yes. I made a mistake of starting. My friend, three hours. Three good hours. Until I started groaning. And you know, I'd never groaned before. I didn't even understand what is this. I started groaning. I was wondering, am I bursting? What the hell is going on with me? But I went on and on. You know, those were times whereby the Spirit of God was dealing with me. Hmm? Okay? Then one time I come to, uh, this was I think weeks later on, it, it is Sunday service. And uh, we're just worshiping God. And then there was a holy quiet. Then the next thing, I found myself doing what Jerry was doing. Jerry normally does. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I understand what Jerry does because let me tell you, I was there. And you know, I did that. You know, my eyes were very, you know, you know I was looking. You know how Jerry looks at people? The eyeballs move like this. Have you ever seen how Jerry looks at people? Yes, I was doing that. I thought that now things are so thick. Another one came. <laughs> Before long, I could hear screams. From women, and you know, women are, women are experts when it comes to screening. Never compete with a woman who screams. You know? I'm praying for the time when the Spirit of God will descend upon some of you. Hey, your legs will be upside down. Hmm? You see, friends. Most times whenever I've laid hands on people, I've realized that there are those who the portal opens and they start speaking. But there are those who the portal is closed. And the reason why it is closed is because they have decided to allow their lack of faith to close the portal. Lack of faith. Unbelief and doubt. Let's take it further. Others because of sin. Yes, you are, you are born again, but you committed sin the previous night. So by word of knowledge and by gift of discernment of spirits, I look, I look into your spirit, man, and I can tell you're living in sin. But you know, I can't tell you. So it blocks you. So you must check and ask yourself, what is it that has ensured that your portal is locked? and thereby making the ability to speak in tongues to be dormant. 
Okay? Whenever I lay hands on anyone to speak in tongues for the first time, beloved, I never transfer anything to them. What I did is that I just opened them up to the reality of the fact that speaking in tongues is scriptural, and number two, it is real, as it was in the days of the apostles. You get what I'm saying? The other thing is this. Huh? There are people whose channel of, of speaking in tongues is open, but they are afraid of speaking in tongues. The channel is open, but because of fear. I don't know fear of what. You just fear and you cannot be able to speak. Some of them are here in, in this service. Some of them are in the service and you're looking at me. You fear. The channel was open. It was open a long time ago. Hmm? I look at you and I can tell this one has quite the way and a fact flow in, in you know, you, you, you've, got, you've got different levels of speaking in tongues. You've got tongues of warfare, tongues of intercession, but you're afraid. Because each time when you try, there's a certain rumbling sound that comes from you and you begin to think this is weird. Hmm? Hello? There's too much pedo. Hmm? Hmm? You know, friends, one of the biggest crises that we face in matters of speaking in tongues in the body of Christ is that most people, whenever they are praying, they will always feel a heavy vibration of tongues rumbling in their souls. They can feel it. And it's not that they don't know. They do know. Okay? But the sad bit of it is this. This category of people are basically looking for a wind of power that will blow them under the anointing. Hoping that they'll be able to fall down like the rest, in, you, know, you know, of the Pentecostals, so, and, and they'll be able to speak in tongues unconsciously. And I beg to submit to you that it doesn't happen that way. You don't need a wind of power to cause you to fall down under the anointing. You can speak in tongues without falling for the first time. I'm telling you. You can. You can speak in tongues for the first time while seated. You can even find yourself, you've gone to bed to sleep, but you realize that there is a certain sensation. And the next thing is, even as you try to sleep, you find yourself speaking in tongues. You even wake up in the night and you sing in tongues. Not even speaking, you find yourself singing a song. In tongues. You get what I'm saying? The problem is how we have been made to think that for me to speak in tongues, I must wait for Pasi to call for a prayer call, an altar call, to come in front and then say, receive, receive, receive. And all I'm just doing is just pushing you. You know how you're just pushed. You get the pushing anointing. Push, receive, push. Push, why, is it, why are you not falling? Receive, so I push you, and you end up hitting yourself on the ground. Those are the things that happen in the Pentecostal movement. It doesn't have to be dramatic, friends. Okay? It doesn't have to. Yes, there are instances whereby there's a certain presence that just 
engulfs you and to the point whereby you cannot withstand you go down, yes, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Okay? Beloved, we don't speak in tongues unconsciously. We speak in tongues consciously. There is no such a thing as I'll just speak unconsciously and utter something. That is, you, you, you're basically doing sarakasi. Your consciousness is alive and alert. If you're the kind of person who spoke in tongues unconsciously, then it, those tongues are fake. You need a, you need a proper infilling. Hello? You know, the act of people who fall under the anointing in churches has made many people believe the lies of how this, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You getting me? Yeah. I've seen people speak in tongues while behind. And those who came from the altar call, they are so dry. They fell down and you just saw tears and they woke up, nothing, nothing, nothing. But someone who's behind, like I remember there was a time in KICC, there was this um, evangelist who came. He did a crusade in town. That was, um, I think, late 90s. He did a crusade in town, and then um, he was now doing meetings at KICC. Then all of a sudden, you know, the evangelist in him said, if you've never been filled by the Holy Ghost with the outward evidence of speaking in tongues, come in front. So people rushed. People rushed. And then people just started worshipping, and then, of course, there were those who were attached. So now, there was this particular person who felt so bad. He wanted to come in front, but he could not come in front. So he got so discouraged. So as he was walking, the power of God hit him where he was, behind, way, way behind, the plenary hall of KCC. He spoke in tongues throughout. When he woke up, People had gone and the guards were waiting for him to wake up and go home. That's how he spoke in tongues. He's a very he's, he's a great preacher today. We were with him in that meeting. I actually left him. So the following days when he told me what happened, he found himself alone in KICC. The guards told him, Sasa Nazakwenda Nyumbani. He went home, having been filled by the Holy Spirit, not because the televangelist laid hands on him, but the truth is that there are those who came in front, like in many meetings, hmm? front chasers. They received a touch and a push and a certain wind brought them down and they woke up full of the flesh and continued on with business as usual. Hmm? You get what I'm saying? Some of you have been praying for years. You've been praying for the gift of speaking in tongues for very many years. And I know some of you guys have even come, you've confided in me. But I want to submit to you that the channel actually opened the very day you prayed. But there's something that is making you not pray. That portal is, has been open for a long time. But there's something, and you need to ask yourself, what is it? There's fear, there's lack of faith in yourself. You don't believe in yourself. You think that 
you are fake. You think that when you do it, uh, Papa will say that this one is full of, a, of, of, of the devil. So you doubt yourself. Or maybe for some of you, each time when that thing comes upon you at home, as you start speaking, you find yourself dancing in a very weird way. So now you're asking yourself, if I do that in church, you know Papa with those eyes. Hmm? So you fear. Yeah, the truth of the matter is there's nothing to fear. I mean, we are not insensitive. We know very well when someone is manifesting that which is of God and we can tell someone who is manifesting that which is of the devil. Because God is not going to allow you to move the same way as every other person. That's why this idea of trying to imitate what others are doing is wrong. It is not of God. Hmm? 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 Each time when such people pray, these guys who've never spoken in tongues for the first time, they always sense a push in their soul to utter something that does not make sense. So they end up resisting it. Some of you, some of you who are here, let me tell you, it's just that I do not want to embarrass anyone, but if I were to do so, I would just speak up by word of knowledge and I'll look you into the eye and you'll say it is true, Papa. You feel the urge to speak in tongues, but you can't because there is fear. Hmm? Hmm? You think that when you speak in those utterances, you think that it is being sinful, that you're going to blaspheme God. Hmm? Hmm? Huh? Let me tell you, if you desire to speak in tongues, you don't need even an altar call. You can do it even during worship. Even as I'm sharing, you, it, it can come upon you. It is an act of faith. You just need to have the right posture of your heart. Hello? You know, when you're prophesying, you're basically interacting with men. But when you're speaking in tongues, you're interacting with God. Speaking in tongues is not an interaction of men. Speaking in tongues is a divine interaction between yourself and the divine. So why is it that whenever you, we are expected to speak in tongues, we are, we are looking around to see who's looking at us? It has nothing to do with the people around you. And so what if people look at, uh, look at you and feel uh, like you're weird? Of course, there are places when you go to, you'll not be allowed to speak in tongues. But here, we are free. Hello? Here, we are very free, beloved. Hmm? Because, you see, when you speak in tongues, you're not speaking to somebody to understand. You cannot edify somebody that is standing next to you with your tonguing. Or tonguing. <laughs> it is a transaction between you and the divine. Okay? When you pray in tongues, streams of revelation will flood your soul and the understanding of things will master upon you. You getting me what I'm saying? And one thing about revelation that comes as a result of of, of, of speaking tongues, it will build up your faith. Yes, yes. Okay? It will also build up power in you. Ah, yes, that's right. You'll find that you have a certain power within you that will enable you to rise above your circumstances. Hey. This power enables you to surmount challenges in your life. Yes. Because the same spirit will lead you to places where you'll experience opposition. Do you know why the Spirit of God does that? It's because he wants to demonstrate to you that you have power. And that whatever anointing that is upon you is equal to every battle that you face. So don't fear challenges, friends. 
especially those of you who are really tired and yet it's just January. February is, come, is, is starting in a few. You're already tired. The truth of the matter is that there's nothing that will surmount you. Nothing, nothing this year will surmount you. You'll overcome. Okay? I know it has been financially dry for people, but let me tell you something about finances. Huh? The best, let me digress a bit. The best time to invest is now. Not when the season is favorable. You want to multiply and be successful. Invest now. Don't invest when there's a lot of money. Invest now. When is the best time to buy property? Now. Oh, yes. Which is the best place to settle, beloved? Not in America, Kenya. With all the issues we have of corruption, cartels, and so on, this is the best place to settle. Because everybody is running away. Do you know when they run away, they are creating an opportunity for you? Because most people who have gone to the U.S., if they had sought God pretty well, God would have told them not to go. When Isaac wanted to go down to Egypt, God told him not to leave Canaan, to stay in Canaan, because Canaan was the place that God had promised his father Abraham. And Canaan was dry by that time. And the Spirit of God motivated him to plant when it was dry, when it was impossible for anything to come forth. The Bible says he kept on harvesting, isn't it? Until his enemies became jealous. So fellow Kenyans, stay in Kenya, invest in your country, and you'll see the results. Don't fear. Don't go to another country in the name of I'm running away from problems. My friend, where you're going is worse. If you applied for the visa, you better rethink. I'm telling you. This is the best time to invest. This is the best time to invest. Hmm? Everybody wants to go to Kitale. Stay in the desert. Do you know why the desert is good? The desert may not have crops to grow, but there are minerals there. Where people do not want to stay, that is the place you're supposed to stay. I'm telling you. If you notice everybody is going away from a place, ask yourself, what is it that God is up to? Could God be chasing people away so that no one competes with you when you start reaping? Let me go back to my sermon. You need money and wealth, the instruments of the earth, season two. Staki nipote nikwaze the elders. Sio waze wakale. Okay? You get what I'm saying? You know, there's a dimension of tongues that makes you to collaborate with angelic beings. Huh? Huh? Now, this dimension enables you to speak in spiritual military language. 
where you meditatively position your consciousness while praying in the same tongues. And this is basically a dimension that enables you to engage in territorial warfare in the spirit. Okay? That is why, beloved, eh? when you pray in tongues, eh? don't pray blindly. Okay? Don't pray blindly. Pray with your spiritual blessings stationed within your consciousness. Okay? Don't just open your mouth and start just saying things. You're just making sound without any sense of consciousness. That is imitation. Okay? Because, friends, if you're the kind of person who just opens his or her mouth and you say things or you make a sound without any sense of consciousness, beloved, nothing will happen. Nothing good will happen. Nothing good will happen when you shout for five hours or you sweat and you, and you lose your voice or your voice is very hoarse. Okay? You get what I'm saying? You'll never be able to strike a single chord in the spirit by that kind of behavior. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to say that it is wrong for you to shout. Huh? I do that a lot, especially at home. But the thing is this. Even as I do that, I do it with my consciousness. Yes, it is true that I am not speaking to my mind, but I am spiritually conscious. You get what I'm saying? I am spiritually conscious. I'm not just this confused person. You know, the spirit, you see, your, your spirit man is subject to you. So there is order, there is no confusion. All right? Because God has given us the ability to pray in tongues so that we are able to, 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 to have the ability to, naiv, to, to navigate uh, certain dimensions and realms of the spirit. And you know, one thing that you must know about praying in tongues is that it is a tool that has got many ends. Okay? You get what I'm saying, friends? It is good to pray in the spirit so that you are able to do what? To commune with the Holy Ghost. You're just having communion. You're not praying because it's a need. You're just having communion with the spirit of God. Right? Sometimes, you know, we pray in the spirit so as to activate, to solve, and to ease the burdens of heaven in our hearts. Because there are certain burdens that God has. And he places those burdens on you. And the only way to be at ease with those burdens is when you pray in the spirit. Okay? We also pray in the spirit to also be able to actualize the realities of Christ in us. We also pray in the Spirit to affirm our respective identity in Christ so that you are spiritually established, so that you have a footing in the realms of the Spirit. You also pray in the Spirit to engage in warfare in the mind and with the spirits. There's a certain warfare in the mind. Eh? You know that? The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. One of the ways of dealing with strongholds of the mind, one of the secrets, is in tongues. Hmm? Every high thing that exalted itself above the knowledge of God in your mind, you pull it down. How do you pull it down? By tongues. Because sometimes your native language you cannot. When you use your native language, you get discouraged. But, when you, but when, you, when you get lost in, in, in the realm of speaking in tongues, my friends, things come down, okay? 
And therefore, beloved, do not just open your mouth and start blasting a sound left, right, and center. You must be intentional when you pray in tongues, when you worship in tongues, when you speak in tongues, beloved. You get what I'm saying? And the only instance, probably, or rather the only exception could probably be in a case whereby you are spontaneously stirred by the spirit of divine utterance to be able to utter angelic tongues. Now that is, now that is another realm of old altogether. Okay? It's, it's a very, very unusual realm. Because, friends, there are times you know what you want to say, but you don't know how to express it vocally in words. I don't know about you, but there are certain times I know what I need to say. But how to vocalize it in my own native language, such as the one that I'm speaking right now, because English is a native language. Sometimes I just don't know what I need to say. Okay? And that is why God, the Holy Spirit, has enabled me to express that which I know that I need to say in the right manner. By praying, by worshiping, by speaking in tongues. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Huh? I know we touched a bit about on, on, on the interpretation of tongues. Um, uh, uh, that was last Sunday. And I remember that I told us that interpretation of tongues is basically a supernatural ability that the Spirit of God gives you to be able to show forth the meaning of an utterance in an unknown, or rather in unknown tongues, okay? Yeah. You know, 1 Corinthians 12, 20, this is KJV, it says, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another designing of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. And I remember telling us, beloved, that you cannot operate in the, in the gift of interpreting diverse tongues without the gift of speaking in diverse tongues. Those two work hand in hand. Okay? It is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that depends on another for it to be able to operate and function. To be able to interpret diverse or different tongues, you need the gift of speaking in different tongues because none can work separately from the other out of all the nine gifts of the Spirit. And it's the only gift of the Spirit that the Bible tells us and Paul tells us in the Corinthian epistle that we are specifically to pray for. Okay? Whereby he says in uh, the, the chapter 14, 12 to 13, he says, Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek, seek ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Wherefore let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret the same, same tongues. Now, the word interpretation in this particular context, you can see that it is used in the singular form. And it basically implies a singular meaning of a given tongue. To interpret basically means to give meaning or to explain. It is not to translate. All right? It is not to translate. When we, speak, when, when, when we operate in interpretation, you're basically explaining. You are elucidating. You're not doing a word-to-word -word translation. When you translate, basically, there's no explanation. Okay? Just the same way when you, trans when you translate the Bible from 
Aramaic or Hebrew or Greek to English, there is no explanation. There's absolutely no interpretation. When you pray in the Holy Ghost or when you speak in tongues, you're basically praying the plan of God for your life. Okay? And this, what it does, is that it enables God to bring vision and direction into your heart. Whenever you feel you do not understand certain things or you're seeking God for direction, one of the ways, other than just praying in your native language, is you pray in tongues. And you reach a point whereby your spirit man begins to be sensitized by the Spirit of God, where you begin to seek, you, you, you're able to perceive the direction in which God is taking you. Now, if you fight against that direction, chances are you'll struggle for the rest of your life. Okay? Because, you know, one of the things I can tell you, friends, whenever I want direction for my life, whenever I want insight on anything, even concerning the ministry of infamy, one of the things that I do is that I normally have a qualitative devotional moment whereby I pray in tongues. I worship in tongues. Yes, I pray with understanding, or rather I pray in my native language. That one is there. But I like to do it mostly in tongues because then I, when I'm very, very certain, I'm able to get insights as to how the church ought to go and what I need to do as an individual, you see. And that's the truth of the matter. And you know, tongues are very, very valuable to us. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, a very, very common scripture. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, when you look at the word infirmities as used in this particular scripture, of course, one of you would think that Paul is talking about sickness and disease. No. Infirmities, as used in this particular context, does not refer to sickness, does not refer to any disease. It basically talks about your weaknesses or inability. Okay? In other words, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, in our inabilities. Because, friends, our human nature is such that there are certain instances whereby we are unable to do certain things. You're so overwhelmed with circumstances, you know, you're so crushed because of things that you're going through. But you need to pray. So how do you pray? You switch on to the language of the Spirit. So that now what you're basically doing, you're, you're, you're positioning your spirit man to a place where the Spirit of God will pick up your spirit man. And he carries your spirit man along. And sometimes the carrying, the, 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 you, you know that act of the spirit man being, uh, your spirit man being carried along by the spirit of God will require sometimes you not even to stand. That's why sometimes you're so overwhelmed that you just want to lie down. Because your spirit man has been, has, 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 has been carried over. You're taken to a place, to a certain place, beyond time and space. Hmm? Where you transcend into other experiences in the Holy Ghost. Okay? You get what I'm saying? Because, friends, there are times you do not know precisely how you ought to pray. 
There are times even I personally find myself in that situation, even when I quote scripture. You know, you can quote scripture, but at the end of the day, you're just defeated. Eh? You quote scripture, but the more you quote scripture, the more you're, you're, you're discouraged. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The truth of the matter is that you don't even believe in that scripture. You have no strength. You keep on trying to encourage yourself, you know? Yeah? Because Psalms, uh, David says in Psalms chapter, chapter 1, verse 2, and, uh, that, and, and his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, doth he meditate day and night. You try to meditate, nothing. Nothing is working. You're so discouraged, you're so angry. You try to memorize scripture, you wake up, your problems are still there. So you are, you are unable. So, 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 so you see, Paul is saying that the Spirit of God comes into your aid to help you in your weakness. Yeah. That moment whereby you are in, in total despair. Yeah. So what he, all the Spirit of God wants is for you to hand over your spirit man to him in tongues. When you're speaking in tongues, you're basically elevating your spirit man. You basically want the portal to be opened wider and wider such that your spirit man is able to rise above the situation that you're in so that you're built up. The hagios kind of faith, the most holy faith is built up within you because sometimes you need a certain wisdom that you cannot get anywhere, not even from, not even from a pastor. There's a wisdom that only the spirit of God gives you at that particular point in time. I'm telling you, you come to me for counseling and the truth is, God has not given me any word of wisdom to tell you, so I'll just encourage you the best way I can. But the truth is, I've not helped you. As opposed to if you went directly to the Spirit of God and you began to pray in tongues for hours, you find that wisdom is dropped in your spirit, man. And when you apply that wisdom, you find a solution. Why are you trying to make life hard for yourself? Huh? Why do you want 2023 to be so hard for you and yet God wants 2023 to be an easy year? Can I submit to ask Kenyans this? Yes, it is true that this year is tough, but it is not the will of God for you as sons and daughters of this vision for things to be hard. It all depends on whether you believe. God told me something that as a ministry, if we believe in him and we do exactly what is required of him, nothing will be hard both for those who are in business and those who are working. Hello? Hello? For those who want to get married, that is if at all those of you want to get married because I've not received any... I've not received anything official, but you never know. God might just pull a kaleke. Yeah. You never know. Things can happen, you know. Emmanuel might just quantum limp. You know. Whereby he declares, Mimi ni tapita tu katikati yapu. Yes, things can happen. Hmm? Yeah? Maybe it is Raila's time for him to ask somebody out. And by the time when he, he approaches that damsel, the damsel says, I've been waiting for you. 
God spoke. This year is not supposed to be hard, but it is you who is going to allow it to be hard because of believing in, in the negative report that comes from elsewhere. Hmm? Hmm? You get what I'm saying, friends? When you do not have sufficient knowledge or information huh, in order to pray intelligently, beloved, the easiest way is for you to pray in the Spirit and pray with confidence that God, the Holy Spirit, will pray through you. Because the Spirit of God is also an intercessor. As you pray in the Spirit, He begins to pray through you. You see, until the Spirit of God prays through you, there is no praying in the Spirit. Praying through you basically means that He is sensitizing you. He is heightening your high level of consciousness and, and capacity to discern deeper things of God. When He prays through you, it basically means that there is a place that God wants to take you in so far as wisdom knowledge and counsel is concerned. Or else, all you're doing is that you're praying amiss. Do you know you can pray in tongues, but you're praying amiss? And as I said earlier on when I was introducing, such people who do that, they are basically faking it. Hmm? And some of them are here. You know, I've worked with God long enough to tell. When I'm walking around and people have in tongues. I can tell Nasema to who you too I'm a fake too because I'm a kujaibad. Who you know najaribu but lack of faith. What I'm telling you is that be alert. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let it just flow. As to how the river will flow in and through you, it is not for me to determine. That is within the province of the Holy Spirit. You get what I'm saying? When you speak in tongues, my friend, one of the things that I don't know about you, but you know, for me, when I speak in tongues, I'm normally refreshed and I come to a place of rest. If you don't find rest and you have, if you're not refreshed, you need to check yourself again. Because speaking in tongues, what it does, it recharges your spiritual batteries. You become recharged you come to a place whereby you experience supernatural rest within your spirit, man. That is why you see Paul is very clear when he tells us that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. To be edified means that you come to a place of supernatural rest. Okay? You come to a place whereby you are recharged. And at some point in our work, we need to be recharged. As a matter of fact, we need to be recharged every day. That's what the Bible says that we must be filled by the Spirit of God daily. The first time you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. There is only one baptism, but there are many feeling, in feelings. That's why a time comes whereby you need to come to God and say, I need, I need, I need a new infilling. And whenever you get a new infilling, my friend, you will not speak the same tongues. Uh -uh. That's why he told us, your tongues need to grow. You need to stop speaking in baby tongues. You need to speak in mature tongues. Now, when I talk about mature tongues, I'm not talking about civilized tongues. Uh-uh. Maturity that brings you to the place whereby you are highly sensitized in matters of kingdom 
you know, you know, you know, kingdom principles, you are sensitized in matters of dominion. You get what I'm saying? That you are able to have an answer to somebody who comes to you and shares with you something, even when you're having a um, coffee in a restaurant. Because you're full of the Spirit of God, you're able to speak a word of encouragement that will lift that person out of that situation. Not just going to hang out and you're just sharing your troubles. And by the time you leave out, you're through with that hangout, you're more discouraged than ever. Because the same, same person is hearing your own discouragement. Now, if one of you, if both of you are, dis- are, are, are discouraged, then whom are you be- who is building the other? You know, this nonsense whereby because I'm struggling, I need to look for someone who's struggling. Eh? You're struggling with sexual immorality. You're looking for someone who has, who has the same, same struggle. Now tell me, who will build the other? A blind person cannot lead a bl- another blind person, friends. If I'm having issues of sexual immorality, I need someone who's conquered. And someone who is in the spirit. That the person will speak to me in a manner whereby, even without laying hands on me, I feel I'm delivered. By the time we are through that hangout, I am uplifted. That is the kind of hangout we need. Not these cliques that we have whereby at the end of the day, you become defiant and disobedient to delegated authority. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes we build cliques and at the end of it all, the cliques do not bring out anything. It makes you defiant. It makes you proud, full of the devil. You're not going anywhere. I mean, you're not building each other unto good works. You come up with a clique to be selfish. If we are coming together, we should come together to build each other up and by extension, to build those who are not from within our circles. If your relationship with a brother or a sister in Christ does not lead to edification, not just of yourselves as individuals, but at the same time being, you know, building up the local church community and by extension, the wider body of Christ, you better break forth from that association because you are a clique. You know, cliques are normally established because of personal interests. It has nothing to do with the kingdom. Greed. Because you feel like when I'm in this particular network, I am safe. You're looking for safety because you want to protect sin in your life. You're looking for safety because there's a certain shame you've not been able to confront. That's why you're in a clique. But when friends, when, when you're a freeborn person, you'll, you'll, you'll relate with, with anybody. Yes, there are those people who you are fond of hanging around with. It's normal. But at the same time, you're interested in those that you don't hang out with. You know, that's why I sometimes question some of us, even when you pray. Why is it that your prayer life just causes you to hang around specific people? Why can't your prayer life lead you to people you don't hang out with? You say you're full of prayer and a visitor comes to church and you don't even say hi to that visitor. My friend, you're canon. I'm telling you, you're very canon. Hmm? You say you're prayerful... And you know that, and, 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 and the Spirit of God shows you that Briar has a need. Why can't your spirituality go and meet the need of Briar quietly and continue loving him? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're saying you're prayerful. So I have to question your tongues. What have you been speaking? Hmm? You say you're prayerful but there's a lot of bitterness towards your boss. 
You hate your boss because he's an unbeliever. You hate your immediate supervisor. You hate your fellow work colleague just because your work colleague misreported you. My friend, people misreport each other in the marketplace. There's no place in the marketplace where there is safety. People undercut each other. It is normal. But the question is, after all is said and done, are you a believer or not? Do we only become believers when we come to church and yet when we go to the office, we, we, we enter into that cocoon of trying to play it safe? Something is wrong with us. You are a creative. You, you, you say that God has called you into the creative you know, sphere. Why is it that your creativity cannot thrive when there is opposition? Hello? You who say, those of you who claim to be creatives, for years I've been waiting to see your creativity. How come is it that I've never seen you even do something, even once? Because you're waiting, for, you, you folded your arms like this, you're not prayerful, but you're waiting for God to move. You're waiting for the world to come and look for you. My friend, the world will not come look for you. You have to create your own platform and start from a humble beginning because the Bible says, do not despise the days of humble beginning and begin to do something. That is how you'll be celebrated. You know what? You see, you being allowed to be overweight, you know, overwhelmed by your circumstances with a lot of bitterness and hatred, it has even messed up your creativity. Even the anointing that you had some years ago is no longer there. The anointing has become venom. So what you have is poison. Yes. When you speak in tongues, it is so defiled. Yani your tongues are so defiled that I'd rather even just close your mouth. Hmm? Some of you, whenever, whenever I speak to you, I can just tell you, you have what I call a porcupine spirit. No, I'm just telling you the truth. You must come to the place where you start being saved, be born again, you know? That after I have prayed, my friend, I must forgive I must love people. I must accept everybody. I must be able to relate to those who are weaker in faith. Another thing we must also understand, those who are mature will always stretch their hands to strengthen those who are weak in faith. Not to stumble people. If you're the kind of person who keeps on stumbling others all because of the fact that you're celebrating your liberty in Christ, my friend, you are not of God and your tongues are fake. You get what I'm saying, friends? Yeah. I don't know how you people grew up, but anyway. May God help us. Hmm? We must come out of this place whereby we want to be in this particular shell and allow ourselves to, be, to, to relate to people freely. Okay? Because, friends, whenever I'm stressed... I told you when, when I lost my mother, the only way I could recharge myself was not with my native language. It, it was by praying constantly in tongues. And that is why every challenge that I experienced, I was able to sort it out. My dad was very surprised. My paternal uncles were very surprised. Okay, they didn't know the secret, but I knew the secret. Every, whatever challenge that came my way, I overcame. I was able to provide direction for the family and things were sorted out. When my maternal relatives tried to rise up, I rose up higher. I was so militant and in my choleric dimension, they could not utter anything. 
I told them my mother's bride price was paid in full in 1974. Shut up. Because they were trying to dictate. They didn't understand why we were burying our mother in a public cemetery. The last time I checked, every part of this earth, the soil accepts a body. Or is there a place where the soil does not accept? Even here, if we were to dig this place and put a dead body. You want to tell me this place does not accept the body? Huh? Tell me. In America, do people get buried in ancestral homes? So are we saying we are better than Americans? You know, Africans are full of superstition. Some of us got delivered. Some of you are looking at me and wondering, Papa, what are you saying? Yes, I've said. Hmm? We made a decision as a family what will happen, and our decision was final. One of the things that will happen in the years to come, you will not be allowed to bury your dead in the ancestral land. I'm telling you, it's already, it's, it's even happening even in some parts of western, of, of, of Kakamega County. There's a part of Kakamega County I had recently that you're not allowed to bury your dead in the ancestral home. It was passed by the county government. In Kisumu, by the way, within, the outskirts of, within Kisumu, the former Kisumu municipality, everybody should be buried even as there's a feedback, everybody should be buried in the public cemetery. Yeah. So whenever I used to go in tongues, by the time I begin my day, I am ready to answer anything. In fact, I was told by one of my cousins that my eyes were red hot. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> that people just feared talking to me. Yeah. And we sorted everything out pretty well. Mm. And my papa preached a powerful sermon. Oh my God, it was powerful. I, I, I heard from my sister that some of our friends said that as much as they were really shocked as to what the Gobanga family decided to do, but that sermon made, it changed their perspective about death. Yeah. And for the record, my late mother is not the first person in the Gobanga family to be buried in a cemetery. Between Tony and I, there was a sister. We were not born three, we were born four. I have a sister who, 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 who was born in 1974, and she died in 1975 when she was, she was a bit one year old. She was buried at Langata Cemetery when I was a kid. I have memories, very faint memories. I, of course, as a kid, I wondered, why is it that my sister is being put in a box? You know, that's what I was asking. I remember that, those questions. I was told by my parents that uh, people from home were expecting that the body should have been taken up country, but my father was very firm and he said no. So it has happened before. Okay. My dad has this, has this, has this culture. You know, he used to tell us that if he dies, we should go behind the house and dig a hole and put his remains there, cover and plant maize on top. The point, you see, the point that my dad was saying is, life should continue. Yeah. My father used to say, there's no point of wasting money feeding mourners, some of whom are full of hatred. You feed mourners who come and loot. Especially where I come from, they loot. Hello? So we frustrated them. 
And we are very proud about that. Don't do this at home. <laughs> Only bishop can do certain things and get away. Even for those of you who are watching, this is just me. I'm not saying that you should do that. Okay? When you're so stressed, beloved, that is the time when you can be able to actually pray in tongues. Thank you for listening to this audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe and share with a friend.